Hey and welcome to Real Talk with Lacey, the show where we chat to successful people about their rise to success, their struggles to get there and real life experiences. Expect some full-on gossip, deep convos and real talk. On this episode today, we have the beautiful Mariah. She is a presenter and creative, and she's here to inspire others from ethnic minorities that may have struggled um, getting into the creative industry and also talk about all her experiences, um, especially getting into uh, the presenting world, the creative world and linking to confidence building. So hello, thank you so much for being here. Oh, hello, girl. That is such a nice introduction. Thank you so much. You're so cute. How are you? Yeah, really, really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. So my first question to you is, um, how did you get into the world of presenting? What are you up to? What are you doing? And where did it all start? Girl, where do I start from? So... I have always always been wanting to go into presenting since I was like, oh my God, eight, nine, so young. But that took a whole new meaning when, when I came to England, which was uh, when I was 13 years old. And, you know, I always used to watch TV and be like, okay, I want to be a presenter, but like, is there anyone that I can be inspired from? Like anyone I can look up to? But kept going and my first ever step into the industry was I think I've done a little runner job at a production company when I was like 17 and that was a nice little introduction and from there just trying to keep doing my thing you know messaging people trying to network and of course you know it's not easy and one of the biggest things for me was you know being Turkish I always thought well you know what are people going to think? How are people going to see me? And etc. But like I said, just kept going, kept going. And now I have my YouTube channel. You said, what are you up to? Got my YouTube channel, which I need to upload more videos to. Um, done my TV presenting job recently, which should be on Sky 752 this month. <laughs> TV presenter. And yeah, doing a little bit, bits and bobs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, you're you're smashing it. You're smashing it. So, um, would you say then, um, when you were younger and you were looking up to presenters, you kind of felt like you really wanted to do that and bring more diversity into the presenting world? Oh, girl, hundred percent. That's one of the biggest reason. Actually, not one of the biggest reason um, of why I want to, you know, become a TV presenter because I know that people like me, you know, ethnic ethnic minorities, people coming from the same background as me, you know, can look at me and be like, oh, wow, you know, being a TV presenter might not seem as an important uh, career in our culture, but she went for it, she kept at it, and she got there, so why can't I do it? I think we need more role models in the industry that younger kids can look up to and be inspired. No, definitely. No, I totally agree. It's really, really important. Um, so when you were younger, did you 
feel like you had the support kind of from your family wanting to go into the career of presenting did you have that supportive upbringing because a lot of um families think that presenting is kind of a different type of career it might not be a financially stable mm-hmm. as a freelance presenter so did you ever kind of receive any knockbacks or judgment from family or even friends that because of your ethnic minority the roles you were going into any kind of judgment from them do you know what I'm so lucky because my parents are so supportive you know financially emotionally and they always want me to do what makes me happy but there is a but like you said you know creative industry as a freelancer it is never job after job after job after job and as a parent it's so natural it's so natural for them to worry and think well you know is my daughter going to be okay like are they going to keep getting these jobs and be financially stable even though they believe in you and they don't see anything wrong with what you wanted to do it must be hard for them to accept but yeah they just wanted me to be happy but also so I went to uni girl I don't know if I've told you this I went to uni and I've done business and tourism not tv and one of the biggest reasons was I always, you know, believe that if, you know, presenting doesn't work out, I can fall on to business and tourism. And, and it links to, again, you know, being made to feel like, you know, not believing yourself due to not seeing people like yourself on TV. But even though I've done a business degree, I've always said to myself, no, I want to go into presenting, you know, I know exactly what I want to do. So this is not what I'm going to go with. But it was just something, you know, I've done after school to, you know, keep me going. Also, you know, my parents wanted me to go to uni, you know, have that degree because it's such a big thing in our country. And that's why I've done it. Yeah. But no, they're really supportive. The answer to your question, well, so much. They're really supportive emotionally, financially. And yeah. No, that's really good. And what you said about the pressures of going to university, and especially at such a young age, a lot of people feel like university has to be the way. Um, And again, in the creative industry, uh, degrees are not necessarily needed. Um, And a lot of family members and friends and even society can really take judgment from that um, because it is the norm to get a degree or, you know, at a young age, what you should be doing. Um, but it's it's really lovely to hear that you do have a supportive family um, and that they are there for you because that is really, really important. So Linking, tell me all about like your YouTube channel and how you came up with that idea and everything like that. Oh my God, that YouTube channel, Turkish Delight Show. So the idea, do you know what? The cra- crazy story, we're finding out so much about me today that I've never spoken about. The craziest thing is, my friend uh, wanted me to do a video for her course at uni and I've done that video and I thought do you know what like I can actually like do it because people always used to tell me Mariah why don't you you know um do YouTube you know you're so friendly you're so talkative and you're so like "Eh," like you can totally do it but it really took me that one video to just go ahead and do that YouTube channel and my friends really supported me um you know the editor she really supported me and that's how it happened I said let's do it let's get into it how did you come up with your creative ideas for what content to make oh um so 
it was a mix of, you know, my experiences, what I've been through, and wanting to show people that they don't, oh, it was during the time of Corona as well, last year. So we were like, okay, let's come up with something that can get people off the TV, constantly talking about Corona, Corona, Corona. So they can be locked in, you know, see the energy, think about all the bad things about the world and just a free space to be positive and happy. That's what it was about. Also, as well as being educating. Definitely. And I like that mix you put in there, (laughs) entertainment, education, um, because then people kind of get two Mm -hmm. spins on something. They get that educational and they and you are a really entertaining presenter. Um, The content you make is is funny, I would say. (laughs) It's more funny than serious. (gasps) Um, And and that's what I really love and admire Mm -hmm. about you. Um, So linking on to that then. I'd say you come across as this very confident person, very outgoing, very smiley, positive YouTube content. Have you always been that confident? Um, I have, I can say, I have always been that confident. But, you know, I'm not going to be like, put my hand up and be like, you know, every day I'm this confident person who constantly like gives people preaches, etc. And, you know, talks about these things sometimes I am the person who takes advice you know I'm a human and I think it's always down to you know being around good energy good people but most importantly remembering who you are what you came over you know all the difficulties all the knockbacks in your life and just thinking wow like hold on a second Mariah okay you're upset right now but girl listen you came over so many things, you know, you came to this country, you didn't know any English and look at you now trying to get into something that involves talking on TV. Like who would have thought that? And constantly just reminding myself what I've been up to, you know, where I am compared to how I started is a big way to, you know, build your confidence and believe in yourself, which is really important. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really important to have that self-belief. Um, so when I ask mm-hmm. you, have you always had that confidence? If people are struggling with their confidence, what would you say to them to help build their confidence? Because it's such a major thing. I feel like everybody talks about it, but actually, how do you build that confidence? How do you build that confidence? That's actually a really good question. Well, if someone is struggling with, you know, with their confidence, I would say, look, you know, you're not alone and everyone goes through these feelings and these thoughts in their head. Just like I said, from my experience, remember where you started from because it's just so easy, so easy to focus on the negatives and remember how much of an amazing person you are. You know, you don't need to have a million pounds in your bank. You don't need to have 10 houses under your name. You know, it can be a simple thing where you made someone happy that day. You made someone smile. These things are so important to remember. And once you remember these things, you feel so good about yourself because you feel like a good human being that just gives out goodness to the world. Do you know what I mean? Do you agree? Yeah, I agree 100%. I think for me, confidence is um, forgetting judgment from others and just doing what you love Mm -hmm. and not, and I'm not saying this in a blase way or, or, in in a way at all but not caring what people think like just doing what you want to do just literally do it 
And then I think that kind of builds your confidence as well because you're taking away all the worries and the judgment and you're just doing what you love. And I think that's when you find that inner self-love, that inner self-confidence. So linking confidence to your knockback, um, what you said about, um, you know, accept, looking back and thinking, what have I done that's positive? How would you link your knockbacks to your confidence building? So is there times where you felt really low or had no's and you've really had to pick yourself up? Oh, girl, 100%. Remember, let's remember. Okay, so, you know, this industry involves a lot of emailing, a lot of networking, and that comes with a lot of no's. Okay, applying for stuff, getting rejected. And it really makes you think, wow, like, is there something wrong with me? Or, you know, why, you know, do I have to change something? But no, you really do realize that it's just a lesson at that time. And you should never take it personal, you know, right time, right place. It didn't work out. Cool. But never stop believing in yourself and your capabilities, your abilities, because it's not, it's not the no that's going to stop you. It's yourself. And that's why you need to always keep going. And that's what makes you confident again, like you said. And those experiences as the question, you know, stop you from sometimes believing in yourself. But how you pick yourself up is knowing that you're going to keep going and you're going to get there one day. And once people see you, they're going to be like, well done. And you're going to be like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, a thousand percent. And so what knockbacks have you had? I want, you know, I want listeners to hear and be inspired by you because I know you've had them. So what knockbacks have you had? Oh, you want specific like stories? Well, yeah, like I just imagined then um, those knockbacks were, you know, okay, so I've applied for, you know, ITV schemes and you know, getting no's. And I've been applying for quite a time, you know, and getting those no's is just so, like, it makes you just question yourself. And that is a huge knockback, you know. And it just makes you think, like, why can't you just say yes to me? So that is a that is a big knockback, I think. But again, like I said, it's not going to stop you. It might feel bad, but you're going to get there. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I think it's... I think for me personally, it's not the no, it's the not knowing. Because they, when you get a no, you, they don't like, you know, do feedback. They don't say, oh, you need to push in this direction or you need to change. You just don't hear anything. Um, and I think for me personally, that's the bit where you're like, oh, okay. Because you don't know where to go from there. You know, how long do you just sit and apply to star now? Like, how long do you do that for? Um, <laughs> is, is there a point where you stop? And, and when, when do you stop? Um, I think for me personally, they're never. the knockbacks that I struggle with. No, you, ne- you never stop. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they're the knockbacks I personally, personally struggle with. Um, and linking your knockbacks to kind of um, your ethnic minority, I know it's obviously a really, really, really sensitive subject. And um, everything we're, we're talking about is from a really respectful place. So what's your experience mm-hmm. has been with racism and how have you kind of dealt with them? Well, so I'll start with personal experiences, Alacy. Um see, see the energy in my voice changing and going shaky because, it's yeah, it's not easy to talk about, but it should be. And we should give examples because 
there might be someone out there who can relate. Um, an example can be the other day, you know, I was at work and this woman just randomly comes up and says, oh, um, you know, I'm just so tired of this. My friendly self is like, oh, like, are you okay trying to comfort her? So, you know, I can be a good person. But she's like, no, like these immigrants, you know, they come to our country and like, how, how is COVID serious? Like, you know, they, they come, why are they still letting them in? They come, take our money, send it to their country, etc. And I was like, how can you so confidently say that? Like, no thought in your head, no, like, no, just see how I can't find the words because it just really upsets me, Alacy. You know, no thought, nothing. And the fact that like she looked directly in my eyes and said that makes you feel like, why can't you just accept me as the person I am? You know, why can't you just respect each other's differences? <sighs> Another um, experience is I was calling to make an appointment for my mom because her English is not very well. And um, she wanted to change it. So when I said to her, oh, like, I'm sorry, we're going to change it. She said, oh, no, it's okay. It's just a lot to spell her name. I'm like, why, like, how, why is that a problem? It's someone's name. It's someone's identity, you know? And when you hear these, it's, it makes you think, like, it just makes you question who you are, your true identity. And it makes you feel awful, so bad, you know? In the industry, um, I haven't had personal experiences, but I remember talking to a Dutch lady in a webinar and she said there was a TV program and there was a Dutch character. And when she was watching it, she thought, well, that's not, you know, how a true Dutch person is. So it makes you think, well, maybe if a Dutch character actually played that role, it would have been a completely different scenario or you know, in the crew, as a production crew, if there was a Dutch person, maybe it could be a different scenario again, you know, they could um, use their opinions, they could put themselves forward, etc. So that's why we need more diversity in the industry, on screen, as well as behind the scenes. But yeah, whew, talked so much, so many experiences I can tell you about, girl, it's just one of them. <laughs> Yeah, you got one of them. It, of well, them. it shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't have to say I have lots because there shouldn't be any. You shouldn't, you should have to turn around to me and say, mm. actually, I don't have any. And that's what I would have wanted to hear. Um, but unfortunately, it, it, it's not. And I think there just needs to be a bit more normality and understanding around that there is racism in this country, in society, and it needs to be spoken about because if it's not spoken about, it's never stopped. Um, so from your experiences that you've gone through, what do you think from a person that's gone through them? Because I can offer my opinion, but I've never gone through it. So my opinion is invalid in, in a way because I cannot understand. I can empathise, but I cannot truly understand so, so what can we do um, as a society, in your opinion, to, to help? Mm -hmm. So um, there are a number of things you can do. I think one is, you know, what we know as, you know, just educate yourself. And that can be done through reading books. That can be done through watching, you know, documentaries, watching videos. Music is a huge, a huge influence to, the, um, to this whole issue. 
you know, movies and music is a whole, you know, whole influence, like I said. Another thing you can do is, I think this one, not many people say, but surrounding yourself with people from different backgrounds is fundamental because once you start making friends from these backgrounds, you grow a genuine care for these people, okay? And once you grow these genuine cares, you do not want them to be heard. But let's say you, Alessi, if you like someone, you're not going to want them to be heard and feel bad about themselves, right? Exactly. Exactly. And once you create those relationships and find yourself in it, it's so much easier for you to understand how they might feel. And I know this might sound crazy. So, you know, educating yourself on what I've said can be so much easier, but really surrounding yourself with people from backgrounds is you know, the key to feel how others feel and because it allows others to empathize with how you how you feel inside. Yeah, I totally agree because you can read magazines, you can read books, you can use Google search. However, if we really mm-hmm. want to create a more diverse, inclusive society, making sure and making a conscious decision that you are incorporating different well in a way I disagree with that because it shouldn't be making a a conscious decision you should just be friends with everybody whoever whoever they are but I'm talking about if we we're trying to learn how to uh stop racism and create a more diverse Mm -hmm. society we should be more aware of who we're bringing into our bubble and who we're having conversations with because it's all about those human connections and and you're so true as soon as you care about somebody of course you wouldn't be mean to them of course you wouldn't say nasty things and if then somebody said nasty things about them you'd stick up for them so linking that to racism and ethnic minorities and and society if we broadened our horizons and was more inclusive with everybody we wouldn't then stand for racism because we're friends with people we're from all different minority groups and you know majority groups as well if we kind Mm -hmm. of incorporate this more diverse society exactly and that's why we need to make sure the tv industry the creative industries as diverse as they can be because People get influenced by what they see. So it's so important for us to be able to outline that to the audience. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you're seeing it on TV, and I'm really saddened to hear that story of that, of that Dutch woman you spoke to, because if you're not seeing people from your ethnic backgrounds and, and you're not seeing them being um, correctly portrayed, then what's mm-hmm. the point? What's the point? Ex- of putting ethnic minority groups on television if you then do Mm -hmm. not give them the respect by at least learning about their Mm -hmm. religion or um cultural background or or, you know just understanding who they are as a person Mm -hmm. if you can't even I don't know if it's about being bothered I just think it's about education if producers Mm -hmm. and things like that can't even you know look in into that then What's the point? What's the point of bringing diversity into the TV industry if it's not done the way it should be? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I completely agree with you. You know, um, you know, you said about the producers and et cetera. Like, why? Why is it us, you know, that has to look at TV and think, oh, my God, like I'm not being 
represented representing that's the word i'm not being represented correctly and look i agree with everything you're saying you've got a spot on there i think this conversation needs to be done so much more often you know it's so so good to have fun you know do entertaining things but these are the conversations that are going to change the future yeah and that's why i wanted to give it a platform on my podcast because and that's why i wanted to to get you on because i knew you could you know talk about your experiences that could really connect with people and again i I personally think it's a subject that needs to be spoken about much more exactly and girl you're doing the right thing and look see it's just such a you know sensitive subject as an ethnic minority Uh, see ethnic minority that sometimes it's so hard to find the right words and I'm sorry if I have not articulated myself well I apologize but it's the feeling that you have to project out to the world and each time you speak about this rather than it's getting easier and easier it's it gets harder and harder because you remember every single discrimination that has ever happened to you in life and you just feel a certain way but it's good even though it feels you know it feels hard to do it should be done and um, thank you for talking about this thank no, you no 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 you're very welcome um so wrapping it up because it is something that I really wanted to uh, speak about with you um what would your tips be for um you know individuals that are going through um racism or are really struggling within their ethnic minority to wanting to break out into the creative industry or, or things like that if you're listening look girl boy non-binary whoever you are you imagined to go into tv and it all starts with a dream okay you can make it happen doesn't matter what your background is where you come from you're going to get a lot of knockbacks you're going to get a lot of judgment but it's you who's going to keep going and get to where you want to get and you're going to do that by I'm answering your question now believing in yourself believing in who you are and remembering what you've been through and it makes you who you are you're different you're unique and that's why you're going to get there so I think that's what they should remember that that's what they should remember sorry I'm foreign (laughs) couldn't say it properly Oh no, I love that. Believing in yourself is so important because it all I think it all starts with self-belief. And and if you don't believe in yourself, then then who will? Exactly, girl. You've got it spawned right there. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't love yourself, how do you expect others to do? So look in that mirror, look at yourself and be like, I love myself. Okay, Lacey, look at me. Say, I love myself. Oh God, I love myself. <laughs> I know that I'm gonna get to where I want to get. We're going to get to where we want to get. No, I want that with energy. Say it. We're going to get where we want to get. Exactly. Thank you. So keep practicing that, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much, girl, for coming on. I'm um, talking about a sensitive subject. Um, mm-hmm. I know it must be hard, but it needs to be done. So I exactly. really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, if you're listening and you're struggling with anything that we've spoken about today you can reach out to either of us um or there's always support systems out there that i'm sure really want will, will want to listen and, and and help um but i think if you just keep believing in yourself and in any industry you want to do any career any have that have that self-belief and i think you can go far exactly and girl on top of that thank you for having me again thank you for having these conversations difficult conversations but needed thank you for you know reminding people that 
they need to believe in themselves and you just keep doing you also i love seeing your growth can i just say this really quickly i'm listening to your interviews i'm like this girl has got it going on like she's doing so well you're like everywhere you're making so many connections keep doing it girl keep thank doing you. you oh it's thanks, okay girl. thanks girl. that means no it means so much and and that's all i can do it's all i can do keep making moves keep growing keep being myself thank you so much thank you